Hello, welcome to the broadcast podcast. Whichever channel you are watching me on, I am grateful to have you. My name is Dr. Carmen. I'm a licensed psychologist in the state of Florida. And each week we bring to you on Wednesday the topic of the week. So this month's discussion is on relationships and we're kicking it off with how you are doing in relationship with yourself. That's right, I said it. How are you doing relating to yourself? Because none of the other relationships work if you're not relating well with yourself. So come on, sit down, have some fun on the couch with me. Um, Drop me some comments later. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, rate, and review on all the channels so that we can increase our reach and spread the message. So let's get into it. What can you do to have a healthy relationship with yourself? If someone asks you to about the important relationships in your life, you probably start listing your family, your friends. However, there's one name that you may forget to mention. We often overlook our relationship with ourselves. And that is part of the reason why I wanted to talk to you about this topic today, because a lot of people who want to have better relationships, want to have a romantic partner, want to have more of a social outlet and social support, are always always looking for ways to improve that. And then they forget how much they disconnect from themselves. They forget that they don't love themselves, that they don't like who they are, and that they some of them don't even know who they are, what they want, what they like, what they expect. Um, so it makes it hard for them to be in relationship with other people. Um, I recognize that it can be hard to find time to be with yourself um, and to check in with yourself, but at the same time, it is one of the most important things you can do in order to be in good relationship with yourself and others, and in order to overcome anxiety, depression, loneliness, um, all of those things. So neglecting yourself in those ways can come at a high price. Your relationship with yourself plays a major role in determining your happiness and your success. So to turn things around with these suggestions um, will help you to create and maintain a healthy self-image. So the first part um, is going to be some steps on how to create some self-awareness. So let's talk about self-awareness and some steps. We've got six steps for improving your self-awareness. The first one is question your assumptions. There's a reason why that saying is out there that, you know, if you make assumptions, you are an ASS. Um, It doesn't work, basically. I'm not saying call yourself bad names because yourself is listening, self is listening. And it's like, oh, you think I'm stupid or you think so-and-so is stupid. Self is listening and proving the point because you put that in the atmosphere. But that's not what we're going to do. We're going to question assumptions 
You might be overestimating how well you know yourself. Um, it's especially true if you have trouble understanding and regulating your emotions. <gasps> Dr. Carmen, that is why I come to see you, Dr. Carmen, to understand and regulate my emotions so they don't cause me problems elsewhere. But it still starts with you getting some awareness, not making assumptions. Take time to reflect. Okay, I know you guys don't want to hear it, but reflection can be done with journaling, with uh, finish the sentences and some journal prompts that help you finish the sentences or write a paragraph about what's going on with you. What am I happy about today? What am I grateful for today? What do I need more help with today? You know, those kinds of things can be part of your journal prompt to kind of reflect on what's happening with you, how you're feeling in reaction to events in the world, events in your community, events in your family, events in your other relationships, events, issues that come up with work. So that's what you need that self-reflection time for, to really begin to understand and get insight into your thinking and your behavior. So all you have to do is set aside some time, a few minutes, 20 minutes, um, to observe what's on your mind, um, to gradually increase the time as you feel comfortable will also help you observe the thoughts, observe the behaviors, and try to figure out how you can get what you need in better ways, how you can change interactions that have been fraught with tension and adversity and strife, you know, those, those ones, you know what they are that you've been repeating and repeating and repeating, and you're just on automatic pilot. So the self-reflection helps you to stop being on automatic pilot and actually observe yourself as if you were someone else, independent, objective, you know, well, gee, you know, Carmen, when you felt angry about X, Y, Z, and you did ABC, that didn't really solve the problem. So what is it that you were really feeling? What is it that you were really trying to improve on? Did you not want to be feel lonely? So how could you solve for loneliness? Did you want to be more included? How do we solve for feeling included, feeling like you're a part and actively involved? What will we have to do? Will we have to stop sitting in the back of the room? Will we have to raise our hand and, and put some ideas out there instead of sitting back and just nodding their head at people and passively engaging with people? Here's a thought, you know, but I wouldn't think it. I wouldn't realize that, you know, this pattern is keeps going, keeps going, keeps going because I'm doing the same actions, the same behaviors over and over again, and they're not getting me the outcome that I wanted to feel included, to feel a part, to feel involved, to feel accepted. You can't get there if you don't do the reflection, if you don't stop making, if you continue to make assumptions, start a journal, as I was saying in the beginning. Use an app or a notebook, 
um, to track your daily activities. A written record will be more reliable than your memory and reviewing it enables you to spot patterns in your life. Did not we just say that? Oh my goodness. Spotting patterns, changing patterns to get a different outcome. That is the purpose of the journal, not just for tracking purposes. I know some of you are triggered with this tracking business, especially those of you on weight loss uh, journeys or healthy eating, living journeys, because it's not just people who need to lose weight who need to fix those things. But again, it, is, it allows you to do a case study on you in all these different situations and circumstances at home, at work, at play, at church, at temple, etc., and come up with a better idea about how you interact with people, how you get what you wanted. And you might find that the people that you were wanting to interact with are really not your people. And in order to feel more included, you're gonna have to find your people, but you might find out the ones that you thought were your people, cause I don't know, maybe they were getting all the promotions or maybe they're in leadership in the church, but they're not really your people because you may not have anything in common with them. So of course, you're not gonna be included. Of course, you're not gonna wanna participate because the things they wanna do is not what you're about, but you're not gonna find that out if you continue to make assumptions, if you don't take time to reflect, if you don't start a journal to see the patterns. Ask for feedback. Others can sometimes see us more objectively. Again, we need to have an objective observer to tell us what they see in the patterns of how we're interacting and the information exchange the energy exchange in those situations. It is like, you know, you thought that they rejected you, but you never really spoke up. Oh, so they thought you weren't interested. Oh, so it was something I did, not that they already didn't like me. Oh, so I can do something different now to show my interest to show my involvement and to get some more interaction, right? Or it could be that your independent observer said, you know, you spoke up, which was great, but you said it so low, nobody knew that you were speaking up. <gasps> what, whoa, they weren't ignoring me. What, what, they weren't ignoring you, you weren't, being assertive, you weren't taking up space in the room, you weren't speaking in a normal voice to be heard of your opinion or to interject to say, what about doing this instead of that? Because we did that the last five times and I really would like to do this. Oh, what? Wait a minute. Now, if you still want to do this and nobody is interested in doing that, never have been interested in doing that, again, get you some more people that like to do what you like to do. All right, so before I get on my soapbox, number five, make art. Do you struggle to put your feelings into words? Maybe it would be better for you to express your feelings creatively through drawing 
or crafts or as another way to process your feelings. That's why it works so great with kids, drawing, coloring, um, making forts and stuff like that, because you're expressing your feelings. With kids, it comes up with, you know, the creative play where they're working through situations with dolls and other things, you know, I got mad at my best friend. So um, Susie Q and, you know, Skipper are gonna have a fight and they're best friends. And, you know, Skipper only wants to punch on, on the other one. And Susie Q is only yelling, yelling, yelling. So we explore ways to get the anger out and to deal with difficult circumstances. And you can do that through art, making pictures, making paintings, even if you're going to use the colors to represent your feelings, do something creative to get your emotions out and then come back, take a look, see if you can put a label to the feeling that you drew, the painting that you made about that feeling. So again, make some art to express your emotions and learn about yourself based on your reactions to the works of great artists and novelists. Um, there's many different novels, movies, uh, TV shows where people express their feelings. I'm not saying they all express it appropriately or effectively, but there's an outlet and there's a model. It's like, this is what anger looks like. This is what sadness looks like. That is what frustration and loneliness looks like. Oh, wait a minute. That's what I'm feeling. So what do the characters do? Did they use drugs, not a healthy coping skill to help them feel less sad or to feel more pumped up and willing to socialize? Um, I'm dating myself. There was a movie less than zero. So there was a lot of drug and alcohol use in that. But again, a lot of that was for a couple of those characters just to be social to be present at social events because they had a whole bunch of other ish going on and it wasn't being addressed. So try not to follow the bad examples. Do try to get in with a therapist to try to help you more appropriately affect, uh, express yourself and find ways to make yourself feel better. So, Set goals is the last part for the self-awareness. Demanding experiences often show our feelings um, and, and they also show our hidden strengths in areas where we may need to be more resilient. Um, I'm going to use myself again. Um, starting a business. Um, I like to know all the things. I like to have all the info. I like to have a model and you got to make it make sense. So doing that without any kind of guidance, any kind of mentoring, that's very nerve wracking. That's very stressful. So again, setting goals, milestones for the business, for getting this part of the business set up and going well and running smoothly, all those help me to see where I need to improve also helps me to take it as a learning experience and not a punishment, not a 
you're not allowed to have your own business thing for any odd numbers of reasons that people stop trying to do what they need to do. Um, it takes that out of it. I can see where I'm weak and when I, where I'm strong and have other people do those things that are not my area of excellence, like getting somebody to take care of the books, like getting somebody to set up the business, um, like getting somebody who's experienced in marketing to do that and on and on and on. So one, is it a skill that I need to strengthen? Two, is it something that I need to find mentors to help me do it better? Um, and three, is this goal attainable for me? Do I have enough of a skill set to go for this goal? Well, I did, and I did. So that's the benefit of, you know, keep setting goals, self-reflection, of, you know, getting some insight of, questioning your assumptions of journaling what's been happening and tracking your interactions and of asking for feedback from others believe me my trusted advisors i asked for their advice on how to do this this and this based on what their expertise is based on the fact that they have some clarity in some things where i may be short-sighted may not want to acknowledge some of my weaknesses so that's what helps me have a better self-awareness now let's flip the script and talk about treating yourself with compassion this is the second part of being in good relationship with yourself let go of judgments number one love and accept yourself as you are catch yourself when you're being critical so you can replace negative thoughts with more positive and encouraging messages. I'm gonna say that last part again. Catch yourself being critical so you can replace negative thoughts with more positive thoughts and encouraging messages. So let's go back to a few minutes ago when you called yourself stupid. Catch yourself with that. I am not stupid. I just don't know how accounting works. I am not stupid. I can find a capable accountant to explain this, track this, and help me do better in this area. Do you see the difference? I'm not stupid. I need to get somebody who's more skilled in this area, who can teach it to me or can do it for me. Um, I'm not stupid or Let's see, I'm not incompetent because I don't know how to do a thing that I never did before. I am learning how to do a new skill. So when I screw up, because when you're learning, part of learning, hello, is failing. So when you have your failures, your mishaps, the it didn't come out quite the way I thought it was going to come out, you say to yourself, I learned a new skill. I learned that this doesn't work, but I can do that instead. I am becoming more competent at, you know, doing videos. I am becoming more confident and competent at marketing myself. I am becoming more competent at, uh, 
generating leads and closing sales if that is what you have to do. Just because you're new and building your skill set doesn't make you incompetent, doesn't make you stupid. All those negative things that your inner critic wants to jump up and down and weigh you down with. Um, praise yourself. Pay yourself at least one compliment each day. At least one. I'm not saying limited to one. At least one compliment a day. Look in the mirror while you admire your amazing parenting skills or your recent weight loss or your recent promotion, acknowledgement, recognition at work. Just like, damn, I'm good. They recognize how much I bring to this business. Or, wow, do you see how fine you are looking now that you have been working so hard to eat healthy and move more? Do you see those muscles that are helping you to pick up your baby or to, I don't know, do something else physical that you weren't able to do months ago, um, like jog or walk for long distances without a brace. Look at what you are doing now. You are amazing. I cannot believe how much you've grown since six months ago when you didn't even know how to put a healthy meal together or you didn't even know how to cook a healthy meal. Damn, girl, you are amazing. You get the impression now how you should do that? Just thought I'd give you a few examples, how it goes from the heart, loving on yourself, just as you would if you were encouraging your students, your children, um, other people that you coach to do better, to, to push further and keep going, recognizing, acknowledging and complimenting them on their accomplishments. You have to do that for you. So number three, eating healthy. Basic self-care is fundamental to your relationship with yourself. Start with a nutritious diet that gives you the energy you need to enjoy life. Instead of feeling deprived, treat yourself to your favorite foods in moderation. I was talking to a client just the other day, feeling deprived, feeling like they couldn't have the special things that they used to like. So we tried to work with not using it as a reward, but knowing that at least once a week in moderation, in appropriate portion sizes, you can have the dessert that you love or you can have um, a more carb-filled meal if you would like, but it's once a week. It's not every day of the week and it's not Again, getting back to the tracking and journaling, it's not, oh, yeah, I had a little nibble here and a little nibble there. Do you know those nibbles add up, right? So instead of doing that, plan for your extra enjoyment to be able to indulge in some things that you miss and really, really, really savor that experience. If it is a, a I don't want to say a forbidden food, but again, we have foods and if you are tracking and you know keeping a, a journal you know which foods 
cause you more problems on your plan. So you also know where you can fit them in, where it's not going to cause a disruption or cause you a setback to your goals. So everything in moderation and in appropriate portion sizes. I'm not going to give you permission to go all in on your favorite treat and now you've basically eaten all your calories for the day because you wanted to indulge in that treat and we have to work weeks and weeks and weeks to recover from that overindulgence. But you can accomplish what you want to accomplish, like um, starting a new program, like working towards a new promotion or a better marketing campaign if you are not fueling your body because if you are vitamin deficient you're not going to have the energy to think through things to plan things to uh, notice when things are not working to you know refine the plan a little bit you're not going to have the energy to do that if you have to be up in front of people or you have to do some physical exertion on some things, you're not gonna be able to do that if you are really calorie deficient and vitamin deficient, that's not going to work. So number four, exercise regularly. Current guidelines recommend that you get at least 150 minutes of moderate intensity aerobic physical activity each week finding a variety of activities that will keep you motivated will help you do this. That's 30 minutes a day or an hour, let's see, 30 minutes a day. You can break it down any, any way you want. If you only wanna do it three, four days a week, you can divide that 150 by four and figure it out. But figuring it out and allotting some time, number one, it will help you if you have some issues with anxiety. Number two, it will help you if you have some issues with depression by getting you unstuck emotionally and breaking the physical patterns of withdrawing and staying in the house, in the dark and quiet and ruminating, thinking about this over and over ad infinitum, whatever it is that's depressing you or making you anxious. You have to get some movement to unstop the emotional landslide or to unstop the overflow of emotions. You've got to get some movement. Um, sleep well is number five. Shortchanging yourself on sleep speeds up your heartbeat, raises your blood pressure, and impairs your memory. It is the sleep portion of the, uh, the day, night, that helps you hardwire everything you've learned through the day and to remember it and categorize it and make a better plan for the next day. So you really, really need your sleep if you are trying to learn a new skill or if you're in medical school or some other graduate program or high school, you really, really need your sleep. If you are sleep deprived, your attention's gonna go wacky too because you're gonna be nodding and falling asleep and not appropriately attending to what's happening during the daytime because you're trying to catch up on your sleep. Um, so stick to a consistent bedtime and aim for seven or eight hours of high quality rest. Um, number six, give generously. Taking care of yourself increases your ability to have positive impact on others. 
and that brings more joy into your life. Volunteer in your community and support worthy causes. Do favors for neighbors and coworkers. And again, giving generously um, makes you happy, takes the focus off of your problems. Again, because we don't want to be spinning on the wheel ad infinitum about this and that and that and that and that and nothing's working for me, et cetera, et cetera, because you spin in that wheel all the time and chewing on that same cud all the time about problem, 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 and not solving problem, problem, problem makes you not like yourself, not like people too much, not want to be around people, makes you more depressed, makes you more anxious, and it's a vicious cycle. So again, do something for somebody else, family, friends, neighbors. It doesn't even have to be a big expensive thing. It could be as much as giving somebody else a compliment, making their day, smiling at them, encouraging them, a word of encouragement, giving them a lift somewhere. It doesn't have to be huge or terribly expensive. Give of your time, give of your compassion, give of your um, encouragement, that is enough and you are enough. So if you're able to be in that mode, then other people will be attracted to you too. Because again, you're not in your funk, you're not having that cloud hanging over you of sadness and anxiety that is pushing people away. So you can be in better relationship with yourself and with others. See, I'm useful. I'm doing something purposeful. I'm having a positive effect on my community, on my family, on my church, on my temple, etc. And lastly, consider therapy. You know I was going to come up with that. I'm not going to even lie. Um, and it's not just so I can get more people in my personal therapy business. It is because therapy works. So if you're struggling with these issues and you have a family history of some of these same struggles, you need an expert, a licensed therapist to help you find your way out of these difficulties, to help you rewire the way you work, to help you improve your self-awareness, your emotional regulation, as I mentioned earlier, how to get your happiness, how to communicate, all of these things. Changing your self-image can take a lot of work. Talking with a counselor can help you deal with childhood experiences or other long-standing issues. And again, we are the objective observers and somewhat of wise mentors to help you on your journey to a better you. So that's all we want. We don't want to change you. We just want to help you be the best you so that you can show up in your communities, in your families, in the best way possible. Again, I'll use myself as an example. When I wasn't healthy, when I didn't take time to take care of my physical health, because there was a period of that, um, I wasn't available for anyone. All I had time for, basically, or what I would commit to was work. Um, I did not take time to, I didn't have any energy. Let's just put it, be serious. I didn't have the energy to 
put forth to anybody else because I wasn't taking care of myself physically, exercising, eating well, um, being a healthy weight, etc. As soon as those things were corrected, and yes, it took work, but as soon as those things were corrected, I had more energy to pursue more opportunities to present myself to you in other ways that if you can't see me in therapy, at least I can educate you about some things and give you some tips on how to improve your life. I have more energy to give to friends, to a romantic relationship, to your community, now that I have made sure that I am healthy and that I'm eating healthy and moving more. So it all works together. So take charge of your life by making yourself a top priority. I'm trying to model this for you. You need to model it for your kids, for other people in your community coming up, especially if you are the first of, you know, and some of you are first generation. Um, some of you are first time college, first time business owner. You know, you're one of a few. We need to stick together, but you don't have to do it by yourself. You don't have to do it without any help or support. Give yourself that level of love and self-respect that you would show to a close friend. You'll make your life more satisfying and you'll have more happiness to share with others. So thank you for listening and sitting on the couch with me today. Next week, we will do another relationship-based uh, podcast. And then the following week, I think I'm going to end the series, yeah, this month. So we've got three more weeks in this month, I think. But it'll be all about relationships and how to have a better relationship, friendships, romantic, etc. Thank you. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and give me a thumbs up on YouTube if you enjoyed this episode. And I appreciate you. If you share me on socials, make sure you hashtag Dr. K Mind Body, D R K Mind Body, so that I can see you. I want to know who you are out there, how you are out there and which episodes really made an impact on you. You can also drop me an email at info at drkarmon, D-R-K-R-M-O-N, Sears.com, and let me know what else you guys need help with as far as relating to yourself, relating to others, being healthy mentally and physically. I love you guys. Be well. Until next time.